This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Hey, that's uh, that's pretty bad. Very bad even, as the Raptors, they've lost six in a row now. Uh, this most recent one, 104-101 in overtime against the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. And uh, another loss, Pascal Siakam was a superstar. He was fantastic. Uh, the team defense was the best it's been in maybe five, between five and seven games. Very, very good. And the Raptors without Gary Trent Jr. in this one, and also uh, with OG Ananobi back in this one, starting Pascal, OG, Wancho, Scotty, and Fred, they achieved their best performance in some time, albeit the offense pretty poor and having to be saved by Pascal quite a bit, but they still end up losing. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and it's brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And shout out to Goldfinger Law because with them, you only pay. If you win and you can contact them at 416-730-1777. So here's the thing. The Raptors have been trying to get back into this space where they can defend really well. Uh, That's what they did for some time. That was their calling card. It did fall apart against this very team, Philadelphia, in the playoffs last season. But it was something that I think people were expecting to be a strong aspect of the Raptors team this year. I believe they're 19th in defensive rating coming into this game. They'll be higher than that afterwards. But this is a team that sold out to stop Joel Embiid. It paid off in a lot of ways, but also in others, it didn't. The corner threes, they came hot and heavy at times. I believe in the last stretch run of the game, four of them dropped in what would have been five if that offensive foul hadn't been called on P.J. Tucker. The Raptors, 13-18 and now. Pascal Siakam gives you, I believe, 38 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists for that stat line, which I believe is, you know, cherry-picked, of course, but the only other person who's gone 35, 15, and 5, which Siakam bested, obviously, but was Vince Carter, I believe. So Siakam in rare company, great company, rare air and great company, I should say. Man, the Raptors, they lose. And, you know, that's the crazy thing about this is they play Golden State and they get shellacked. They get absolutely manhandled in that game. And they didn't have Curry. They didn't have Wiggins. You're, and that team is 2-14 and 14 away from not Oracle, but whatever the San Francisco arena is called. 2-14. and 14. And some of those games came with Steph, with Wiggins. And the Raptors got handled, like, thoroughly. And then, you know, the Orlando losses. Sacramento, Brooklyn, like these teams, none of them are world beaters. And even like these guys tonight, Philly, not world beaters. They could be there at the end of the season. Who knows? But they're just losing games to bad teams, losing games to good teams. And they haven't played a great, great team yet. But you'd have to imagine they would lose those games too. 
they just lose games in a in a losing streak that much is obvious at six now but it's tough to keep finding the positives keep looking for things like okay what can we tweak here what can we do here and that's like the nature of this is that the raptors defense was good tonight but the offense wasn't good enough Against the Kings, the offense was good enough. Against Brooklyn, the offense is good enough, but the defense isn't good enough. You know, the the first Magic game, the offense, whatever. The second Magic game, the offense, whatever. But it's the defense has been bad. And then when the defense even finds its way, the offense is also bad. It's just like, how do, how do you possibly contend for wins game in and game out in this league when nothing you do is really consistent? You oh, man. This team is just, it's its not that hard to watch because the difficult aspect of it is something we're getting used to. And in this game, the difficult aspect of it was the offense. And we know that this team struggles at offense a lot of the time. We know that this team isn't dominant at offense in any stretch, really. Only when Pascal, obviously, as we saw tonight, is taking every single possession getting you know these staggered screen actions, kind of turning them into whatever he wants and boogieing on the 76ers as a whole with the jumper, with getting to the rim, like that last play of regulation for the Raptors on offense. Siakam comes skies in for a rebound, takes it up the court, and this long loping step after he beats, I believe, Tucker or Harris, I can't remember who at that point in time, you know, kisses it off the glass from probably 11, 12 feet. And like, so much so that he's he misses the corner of the backboard by millimeters and it deftly rolls into the bucket to tie the game up and it it's just a whole bunch of him getting to his spots and scoring and if siakam scores then the raptors are fine then the raptors are good but if he doesn't score then they have nothing and even we go so far as to say like when he draws the attention he's supposed to and the ball goes out to the person who should be the best shooter on the floor Maybe not better than Harden, whatever, but Fred Van Vliet, we're looking at a guy like two for 11 from three. What? You can only follow process so far, and that's what the Raptors are learning, and they're they're entertaining different forms of process, and they're, they're definitely getting different outcomes, but this game where they played a bunch of zone to stymie the 76ers, then their pick-and-roll defense started to become exceptionally good, the way they were switching, really working to make sure that Embiid wasn't sealing, tired him out so that Embiid no longer had any inclination or the effort to seal on those possessions and just wanted to walk to like 19 feet from the bucket, get a post-entry from there and try and ISO. That worked really well for the Raptors because the it went into Embiid, it went into that, and the Raptors at times collapsed and gave up those corner threes. But for the most part, they did a pretty good job of getting the 76ers to slow their offensive process down and then switching where they could, making sure when the 76ers move the ball, the Raptors are taking those opportunities to catch up on the backside of the defense and make sure that they can start stepping up to the front too. Like getting ready for the primary and then also being ready if the ball swings to the other side, catching up everywhere. It was really great. And if the 76ers were more inclined to move the ball quicker in this game, maybe it doesn't look so good. But the Raptors played the team in front of them who have tremendous offensive talents in James Harden and Joel Embiid. And in this game, Tobias Harris, he shot the lights out. He was obviously a massive part of this win. (sighs) It's tough, man. They're just losing games. Pascal with 38. 
the rest of the starting lineup with 35 combined between the four of them. And in this game, Wancho actually outscored Scotty Barnes. Scotty in this one, his hesitation, his indecisiveness, you know, he did have that roll to the bucket and score in overtime, that pick and roll with Pascal. Nice pass by Pascal. They had a couple spread pick and rolls with both corners filled where the Raptors, they, man, it was really cool to see like Pascal come downhill, see where the team, like see where the 76ers, are they tagging? Who are they rotating over? Make the read coming downhill. We don't see a lot of that. Usually it comes at a slower pace. That was nice to see. But when the game slowed down and they're showing so much to Pascal and he has to rip that ball out from these doubles or these really hard shows, the Raptors, as I talked about with the 76ers, letting the ball settle, letting the defense catch up. Scotty being a release valve with his athleticism should be a guy who can just punch a gap and really make a defense pay for that. We've seen this in the past. Stampede cuts, heady cuts. Like, sure, Scotty does make good cuts that go ignored sometimes. You have to acknowledge that. One of them, I believe it was Chris Boucher in the post. Scotty made a cut right under the basket, was open, the ball didn't come his way tough but you you have to be more decisive on ball you have to keep the ball moving and Fred I understand why Fred in this game would have a tougher time because Embiid is there and that takes away everything that Fred has been succeeding at lately by getting to the rim he's been one of the best guards one of the best players in the NBA at getting to the rim over the past what seven games or something like that that's tremendous that's good but if you can't do it against Embiid then the jumper has to be there and where was the jumper tonight missing two for eleven OG, not successful as a driver in this game. I think, especially when we look at his defense early on, some misses defensively too. So that makes me think that the body isn't fully there. That hip, he's still feeling it. With that being said, he still came around in a big way defensively by the end of the game, and he still went three for seven from downtown. Nice things to see. And and also, this is something, big shout out to my friend T, that he mentioned was that when OG is out there, he has to be guarded by bigger players, which typically opens up Chris Boucher to to play against smaller players. And that makes him more effective as a cutter, makes him more effective as a rebounder, and especially as a finisher after getting rebounds. So T, um, well done pointing that out, because it's absolutely true. That is something that looms very large for Boucher in his matchups, and Boucher was tremendous in this game. A couple mistakes were made by him, yeah, but <sighs> back to Fred anyway. Fred wasn't able to affect change in this game the way they needed to. That was disappointing to see. OG, as far as I saw, to the best of my ability, to the best of his ability, is how he played. And even though it, he wasn't explosive, he had a floater, he had some threes, he moved off ball, and by the end of the game was playing tremendous defense. So I'm not going to be hard on OG. He's coming back. He's trying to find his way. And, man, it's tough. It's tough out here. Wancho, I think I, I enjoy Wancho's minutes. He's he's obviously not supposed to be a starter on a good NBA team. I think Wancho is such a great ninth man for this team or something to that effect, right? Like he's going to come in cut. He'll shoot sometimes. He defends with his length. He's heady on that end of the court. The Raptors have good minutes when he's out there typically, and he can definitely fit into whoever he's playing next to. He's a smart player. He has tremendous feel for the game. That's what we like. He is over, he's underqualified for what he's currently being asked to do. A, a little bit. The Raptors need that fifth guy. That much is clear at this point. In fact, they need a fifth and sixth, maybe a third, whatever, right? They, they need guys. They haven't had guys. <sighs> Against zone on the other side, the Raptors, 
I think that they did a better job of, and this is something that Pascal has been doing quite a bit of when his jump shot has been missing the last few games, was really, really heavy cutting and being very proactive off the ball. That's really nice to see. That helped some of the Raptors' zone, some more active cutting and like more, I guess, commitment to these cuts. Like It's not aimless filtering around the court, but getting to a spot quicker, beating your guy there. If you beat your guy there and he has to catch up, like turn turn the shoulder, put the ball on the ground, force a, force another rotation or force the, the zone to squeeze a little bit harder. So there were some plays like that for the Raptors. But still, as far as design for zone busting, they lack imagination. We're talking about like ball reversals. We're talking about like find the man in the middle and we're talking about disguised flares. But as far as like actually getting into these two-on-one situations where you make the zone converge and then you start playmaking from there, the Raptors aren't very good at designing actions to put their guys in positions to succeed. And we continue to see the ills of that. So there are some things that went good. Most of it... We're still looking at a team that does not handle zone, um, I guess, better than a lot of teams in the NBA. To my eye, maybe maybe I'll see a stat pop up where I'm wrong and got to take that one on the chin or something. But Thad was also really good in this game. I thought his defense on Embiid was awesome. Obviously, the Raptors send a lot of help. Uh, the first play of, maybe it wasn't the first play, maybe the second play of the third quarter, you know, that <laughs> Thad starts in instead of Wancho and, and Thad is fronting Embiid and then the ball doesn't hit Embiid and then they eventually work it back and then he's behind Embiid but they double from the first the closest guy which is Pascal and then eventually Embiid just comes up above the break to get the ball and hits like a step back three and you're just never going to stop that that is one of the greatest talents to ever come into the NBA that is Joel Embiid that is a seven foot three monster of a man who's just coming in and dominating you and then doing it with finesse you can't get around that but as far as positional and i guess strength thad did a really good job of fighting for every inch of the court making Embiid on some possessions look at him and say not worth it for me i'm not i'm not gonna fight you for this i'll take the ball you know four five feet farther away than i usually do and that's a huge Wow, like I commend Thad for that performance. I really do. Um, offensively, I think that he had some slick play as well. Um, yeah, big deal. Some some impressive offensive rebounding too, which is also something that the Raptors did in this one and not something that should be forgotten or ignored or anything like that. But man, another loss. And at the end, I understand why people would focus on corner threes because the 76ers hit a bunch of them. And... The Raptors, they have to overload to some point on Embiid. But you, like, just an exit screen, that that first corner three by Harris in overtime, like an exit screen that the Raptors couldn't navigate. I, I know it was Pascal coming over top of the screen, but who was under it? I can't remember. Maybe Scotty, maybe, maybe, God, I don't even know who it was at that point. That's my bad. But it's just we're looking at a team. They have to be so much better at navigating some of the stuff. And, and even it seems silly to complain about the defense because it was only at the end where it completely fell apart. But the 76ers, when put in that position, 
they had to find their guys because they couldn't beat the Raptors at the point of attack in this one. The Raptors are switching everything. They're keeping the play in front of them. That's what they want to do. And then once the 76ers finally do get downhill, there's some movement. There's some collapsing. There's some stuff where they can create shots, open corner looks or whatever. But the Raptors, for the most part, I don't want to complain about the defense because it was the offense in this game. But it's hard not to complain about the defense when we look at the however many games that we've been seeing over time. That, that's the difficult aspect of this game is that we're these games because this isn't just a game now. This isn't like, oh man, Pascal almost pulled it out against the 76ers, get the next one. This is the sixth loss in a row. What the hell is going on? Our, our head's going to roll. What's happening with this team? That's kind of, uh, I guess, the the vibe maybe. It's tough, man. I, uh, they, they've played some good games in this losing streak, but they've also played really bad ones. They have not picked up the games that they're supposed to, and they haven't beaten or stolen a win. This felt like with Pascal playing this game, this was something to steal. Unfortunately, he wasn't completely infallible Superman. He was as good as it, like almost as good as it gets in the NBA. He was tremendous defensively, unbelievable, like really great rotating off ball. And then when he gets asked to guard at the point of attack, really good navigating those actions. Really, really great coming back to clean, like to close out defensive possessions with a ton of boards, cutting off ball when when it suited him on ball, just heaps and heaps of creation, keeping the Raptors in it, shot making creation for others, everything you'd want. He's the guy doing it. And they still, they come short. Man, tough pill to swallow. Few are tougher than the the six losses in a row pill for a team that was supposed to be elevating their game this year. Supposed to be elevating their game this year. That's still possible, you know, as far as process goes. They can still get to a point with this roster where things work, I'm sure. But they have to work too hard for it, probably. Harder than they thought they would. Harder than many other teams, analysts, whoever thought they would. And they're not meeting that uh, effort quotient or quota quotient, whatever, often enough to make this a compelling team night in and night out. Every once in a while, sure, they start playing good defense. Great. So, so does Houston. So did Oklahoma City last year and the year before. Like, Bad teams are capable of good performances defensively. And the Raptors are making it look like they're a bad team who is good at defensive performances occasionally. You have to be a good defense, hopefully a great defense, that is capable of a bad performance every once in a while. But that is not the case. They've been bad. The good is the exception. You have to to flip that around. And if you don't, this team is not good. If they if they don't defend, this team is not good. There's nothing on this roster that suggests or indicates that there'll be a team who outscores other teams, who make things, who are really, really hard to keep up with. Any indication for this roster was that Pascal Siakam is an absolute star. Fred Van Vliet was an all-star last year. Scotty's developing. OG's developing. These guys should be better offensively than they were last year. But even then, maybe they'd be okay, good, not great. Nobody thought this offense would be great, and it isn't. But it's been better as of late than their defense typically. So tonight when that flips, who cares, man? You just got to win. 
You just have to win games. A six-game losing streak. What do you do about that? What do, what do we do about it? You know? There's a lot of losses going around here. Six in a row. That is just... Man, that's hard to swallow. Uh, Reggie Evans Award, it's Chris Boucher. 13-10. and 10. Endless work always from that guy. He's He is a point of optimism that a guy can come in and just work and you can enjoy his game, something like that. The top quick reaction comment is from B. Herbs. Quote, Fred and Scotty had nine more attempts, 24, then points, 15. It's criminal what we're doing to Pascal. Get the man some help by any means possible or trade him to a team that doesn't act as a boat anchor. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Pascal needs help. This, this much seems clear to me is that Pascal... I don't know if you, if people want to legislate this, whatever they want it to be. I think it's safe to say he's having one of the best seasons of any Raptor in the history of the team. Now, you can argue around how far up the ladder he climbs, you know, if he's at the top, if he's the second, third rung, whatever. You could argue that. But he's there within the conversation. Other players, you when you have a guy who is a top 15 player, safe to say a top 15 player in the NBA, when he's at his best, if he, at the end of the season, maybe people, they want to go higher. Who knows, right? When you have a guy that good, who seems willing to be under contract, to be with your team, you know, works his tail off on both ends, you got to help that guy out. Now, I don't know if that, if they're thinking that the internal development is what helps, helps Pascal. This is the help that's coming. It's coming from within. Be patient. Does that sell Pascal? Does that sate the fan base? Does that does that make anybody happy? At this point, six losses in a row and a couple of these losses, you know, during this losing streak, by the way, Pascal has not been as good as he usually is. But the sixth win, or sorry, the sixth loss and that first loss, we're looking at Pascal carry jobs. These performances he had, should have been able to drag teams to wins. But in fact, they don't. And that's the most disappointing part is that Pascal is one of the better players in the league. Top 15, one of the best. And when he plays his tail off and he he does everything according, he scores, he playmakes, he defends, he creates, whatever, right? When this guy does that, this team still loses. And even when he's normal and just great, of course they lose. Like, he needs help. The whole team needs help. A lot of stuff needs to happen, either internally or externally. Stuff needs to happen for them to start winning games. And uh, some of it is happening from game to game. That could make you think, well, that will normalize and become steady for them. These good defensive performances will come at the same time as the good offensive performances. But at some point, you have to say, who cares? Bad teams can do things good sometimes, and the good teams are the ones who do them consistently. Get Pascal some help so that they are a good team doing things consistently, not a bad team that does stuff sometimes. That's that's the tough aspect of this. So, yeah. We'll see. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Um, if you please, most importantly, subscribe to RaptorsRepublic.com. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast channel, thanks for tuning in with me. And whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.